Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. You talk about having a guest that does it right. I have with me today my boss, kind of, the man who owns this puppy, <laughs> Jeff Crilly. Thank you. Who is Thank the you. CEO of Real News PR. And I can't wait for you, especially entrepreneurs, to listen up because he is one and he's been extremely successful. And I really want you to listen to how he's done this. He will leave us with some teachable points of view, what he's learned in the hard times, the scars to prove it, and all of that. Jeff, welcome. I'm thrilled to be here. Do you know this is this is the first because is it? I, I've had the studios now for over a year, and this is the first time that I've ever been interviewed in my own studios. Is it really? Yes. Yes. Oh, we've got to put that up as a legacy for sure. <laughs> well, I thought it would be so fun, and you know, I'm remembering Jeff when. Um, when I first knew you, it was you were the Emmy award-winning anchor on Fox, and and I watched you. I did as the anchor, and you had a, a really wonderful career, which I want you to talk about. And then fast forward to what about uh, six years ago or so? I heard you speak, which you'd been doing anyway. And here's what I remember, Jeff. I remember sitting on the front row, which I never do. I told you that. I never sit on the front row. But for some reason that day I did. And you were so engaging, so inspiring, so uh, knowledgeable and funny. (laughs) I found myself laughing and leaning in. Thank you. So, first of all, this is what started this business. So Jeff, just how did how did you go from being an anchor to what you're doing now with this book? Well, thank you, and I'm thrilled to be on on the show. Uh, so I wrote the book in 2002, and forgive the airbrushing. People now say, "Is Jeff? Is that your son?" Yes, no. it's, it's you. It's <laughs> so, you. So I wrote the book in in 2002 while still a reporter at Channel Four, and I was moonlighting. Uh, my bosses at Channel Four didn't know how busy I was, but I was doing 300 speeches a year for six straight years. I sold 70,000 copies of that book out of the trunk of my car. Just breakfast speech, lunch speech, go to work at Channel 4. Breakfast speech, lunch speech, go to work at Channel 4. (laughs) So along the way, as I'm signing people's books, they're complaining about their PR firm or they're saying something like, Jeff, I don't have time to do any of this stuff. Could I just hire you? And I'd say, no, I'm, I'm on TV. I can't take your money. I'll just give you free advice. And they'd say, all right, give me free advice. I'd say, what are you trying to promote? They would tell me. I'd say, well, that's easy. There's a writer with the Dallas Morning News. Call her up. Give her this, this, and this. That's your, that's your pitch. And you'll get in the paper. And then two or three days later, they're calling me up on a Sunday morning saying, <laughs> Jeff Crilly, you're a genius. Do you get the Sunday Dallas Morning News? Go out on your driveway, see who's on the front page of the Sunday Dallas Morning News. And I would see a face that I recognized from a speech, and, and I just started to think to myself, you know what, I think I have a second act. I think, mm. I think if I started a all-journalist PR firm, I think I could really make a difference in my industry. 
And so I started this uh, company in my home in 2008, uh, one month before the housing bubble burst. Who knew, oh, right? Oh. And then now I wake up and we have 19 employees and somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 clients between podcasting, broadcasting, and, and PR, and I love my life. You know what, Jeff? It didn't just happen, though. There were things along the way that I know you do so differently, and one of them is connecting the dots, exactly what you talked about. So what is it about you personally as a CEO that you're teaching these 19 people how to do? I want it to be a thank God it's Monday company. <laughs> I, really, I really do. You know, everybody has a thank God it's Friday company. I, uh, I like to think that I have a thank God it's Monday company. Uh, I'll tell you a story. One of our employees went off and got married and she was gone for two weeks. And the employee sitting right next to her was um, sad. I mean, you could tell that there was a depression there because her work friend was gone. Mm. And I love that because it just tells me what a good job we've done created a, creating a culture where um, mostly millennials, I'm the old guy, mostly millennials are kind of um, running the company. And, and I like that. I like to be the owner of the company. I hate to run the company. So I've uh, div divested those responsibilities to others. And now I just get to come in every day and um, tell people what a great job they're doing. And um, I love my life. Isn't that wonderful? Not yeah. everyone does at work. And so it's, it's wonderful to do that. Thank you. About culture, though, <clears throat> how would you describe the culture now? So we went through many, many changes to get to the point where we are now. And I remember a time when we only had seven employees and nobody was getting along. And we actually mm. had to bring in a workplace culture expert to get seven people to get along. And I was uh, walking from the parking garage to the building and I had a knot in my stomach and as I'm walking into work one morning, I, I said to myself, I don't want to come to work today. Mm. And just hearing myself say that Ooh. was like, Jeff, if you own the company and you don't want to go to work at your own company, your company is sick. Mm. And what it turned out to be was just one employee that didn't fit. Uh, and that employee um, left and everything changed around. And the promise I made to myself at that moment was I'm never going to allow my company to get sick again. Mm. Uh, it should be a place where people thrive mm -hmm. and I'm not a micromanager. I just want gr great employees who come to work every day with a smile on their face. Like and you do. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a company where you can innovate and, mm -hmm. and create. And um, so the managers have all um, been encouraged to allow people to amaze us. You know, we hire people and, and say, just be brilliant and surprise us to the upside. And, and that's what we love. That's what people want. They want to be valued for what they bring. Yes. You just gave us one lesson right there, which is if you have someone that needs to go, go now. Right, right. So I know from experience that in uh, working with companies in coaching or training that it's very difficult for leaders to cut the cord. Yes. And uh, I can't remember the statistics now. The latest ones are saying more and more people are learning how to cut the cord faster 
because of exactly what you're saying. Yes. So I like that. So, <laughs> Jeff, you're probably one of the most giving people Thank I you. know. Thank you. Um, you give advice. I mean, we sat down here and you immediately started giving me some tips and have you thought about and where did that come from? That's my dad. Is it? That's my dad. And he's still alive and well. My mom, alive and well. They uh, retired in Waco. And uh, my father was a minister. And my mom was a secretary at a hospital. And um, my father is just the kind of person who would start a conversation with the person in the, at the checkout counter. Uh -huh. And um, if he saw something that he could help them with, he would offer his advice. So I think I'm, you know, I, I, I love my dad so much and just giving him advice, uh, you know, channeling him and, mm -hmm. and trying to help people is what gets me out of bed in the morning. And you know, when you help other people, it comes back tenfold, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it really does. That's what Zig Ziglar said. He did. You can have anything you want as long as you help, help other others people. get what they want first. So there's another lesson, right? <laughs> All right, so your company is so different and you, uh, you have all the elements. What are the elements now that, <laughs> the expanse of everything that you offer? Well, so what's happened recently, and I, as an entrepreneur, I'm starting to reimagine my own company. So the broadcast division has grown so rapidly. One year ago, we were doing two shows. We're now doing something in the neighborhood of 56 shows, including the one that we're on right now. I'm one of 56. And, and so, um, and that's organic growth. So what happens is guests of shows will look around and say, well, how does this work? Could I have my own show? And the next <laughs> thing you know, they're getting a tour uh -huh. of the studios. And so as a um, owner of um, you know, a small business, I thought to myself recently, I, the, the whole company has been like pushing a boulder up a hill for, for 10 years. Hmm. But, but when the broadcast division started, I felt like the boulder got to the top of the hill and now it's starting to roll down. That's and so I'm imagining now uh, myself as the owner of a television network, because that's what this is. We, mm -hmm. we started calling it podcasting and then sometimes I found myself saying radio. But some of Me our too. studios, this one included, looks like television. So I see it as a, as a television network where anybody can walk in off the street and have their own show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think wisely we've matched our um, clients who do shows up with producers who know the business. I, I like to hire from the media. There's a work ethic, there's a hunger mm -hmm. that comes from the media. So of the 19 employees, 15, 16 I believe came from the media, uh, mostly uh, television and radio. But there's kind of a kick in the door mentality that happens when, you, when you're from the media, it's um, a lot of companies are slow. They like to think about stuff. They like to have meetings and write white papers. And, <laughs> and I'm like, flip charts. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so uh, the, you know, one, one of the reasons why your show is so wonderful is not only your talent, but the the talent behind the scenes. We've got Derek running uh, Hi, Derek. The, the board today, and um, Derek came from Channel 33. Uh, he was a uh, an editor and um, uh, technician over at, at Channel 33, so he's dealt with pressure before, and so the the pressure of broadcast television really prepares you for anything. Anything for yes. sure. 
Have there been times you've been stressed? I still get stressed, but I now say to myself, because I have a management team, if you, Jeff Crilly, feel stressed, it's your own fault. Because mm. you have others that you pay that can take that stress away. Mm. So if, let's suppose, a client calls with a problem, I can solve the problem, but if the problem, if, it, if solving the problem takes me out of my happy place, maybe I shouldn't solve the problem. Maybe I should um, take that problem and give it to one of my managers and say, you know what, can you get back with him as soon as possible and, and try and solve this problem? Because mm. I want to stay in my happy bubble. And mm -hmm. my happy bubble is I love being the strategist, I love being the evangelist, and I love being the head sales guy. And you are. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I remember it's your name on the <laughs> door. I remember one time I had a vice president who said, I would like to help you with sales. And I said, no, no, oh. that's my joy. Why would I, why would I let you do sales? That's, that's my fun. Mm -hmm. And so being clear on what gives me joy versus what drains my joy is a, a, another secret. That is another secret. So on that note, um, think about the anchors now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so different, Jeff, than when it you really were an is. anchor. Where is their joy? Where is their happy place? What's happening? So the news is changing quite a bit in the last 10 years uh, from when I was in it. And I remember Absolutely. news was somewhat in decline when I was in the business. I remember years in which uh, I was working the night shift, so I was 2 to 11. And at the end of the year, we would, we would look for something to submit for an, an award. And I would ask my night side photographer, do we have anything that we're proud of for this year? Anything that we should enter? And the photographer would look at me and say, I can't think of anything. Interesting. In a whole, in a whole year of doing news, I had nothing to enter a contest. And that was just a signal to me that I was chasing murders and fires and doing, you know, kind of the lowest common denominator news. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, uh, 2008. Mm -hmm. So the complaint I hear from my friends in the news business is that they don't feel like they're often given a chance to do meaningful stories, stories that make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so news directors, I would advise news directors to really, uh, you know, you got to cover the murders, you got to cover the fires, but you also have to let your storytellers tell stories that give them life, right. that um, that give them joy, uh -huh. and and so. Um, That's missing. Yeah, it really is. And it's missing for us who are watching it. I think so. What's the greatest compliment anyone has given you? I love it when people remember a story that I did long, long ago. So I like had what? Well, I had a series of reports. It was just the happy side of the news uh, in the late 90s. All I did was feature stories. I just made people smile. And the segment was called Really Crilly. And so, really Crilly. And this is like 20 years, 20 years ago. <laughs> but every once in a while, somebody would come up to me and say, Really Crilly. I remember your Really Crilly segment. Uh. And that was two decades ago. For somebody to, to actually re remember that, it's flattering that think about how many things have happened in the last two decades that they saved like three brain cells to remember really clearly. Now isn't that another lesson for entrepreneurs? So you know I do a lot of personal branding, leadership branding. Yes. And to have something that's easy to remember, 
something that you consistently say over and over again if it's something that you really believe in? Yes. That's a great tip. I think so too. That's a great tip. It happened when I named the show. I named the show, of course, after Do It Right Books. Yes, yes. And my daughter said, well, Mom, what do you do? And I said, well, I do, you know, in business. And finally she said, Mom, you teach people to do it right. Mm. Isn't that it? Love How that. to do leadership right. And I said, yes. So why don't you just call it Doing It Right? And I'm like, oh, well, wouldn't that be unique? It's a great brand. And so we need to come up with our own brands, yes. right? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> when you think about the down times of stress, how do you, being so happy all the time, how do you handle that stress? Because we all have it. Um, I like to work out. Do you? Work out is a good stress reliever. Um, mm -hmm. if, I, if I get worn down, I can tell that I, I need more sleep. And mm. so I try to listen to my body. And on those, um, those days where I'm just weary and I can't find the joy, mm -hmm. that's a signal to me that you're allowing your body to wear down. Mm. Uh, so if, if, um, if you're like me, you're watching at home and you're like me, if, listen to your body. Your body is telling you things. If you don't have yeah. the energy to do something, mm -hmm. you probably need more sleep. Uh, so Something as simple as sleep. Correct. Rest. Yes. When you, um, when you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? So I get up at four in the morning, every single day. And, 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 and why? And well, and on the weekends I sleep until six, but I have a daily email that goes out to 20,000 journalists across the country. Uh, they're print, radio, television, bloggers, producers, all over the country, and I'm giving them story ideas mm. that, that they can use that day. And I've been so faithful to this. I have not um, missed a morning in a decade. That's amazing. Not Christmas Day, not New Year's Day. This thing goes out. And I t I've taken it as a solemn oath. I, I feel like I'm a newspaper publisher. I mean, there's you not are. a day when, yeah. the, when the Dallas Morning News is not going to come out. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. And so ma by making that commitment that I will do this every single day, and you have to imagine there were days when I was sick in the last 10 years where I probably didn't feel 100%, probably didn't want to do it. Um, by putting it out, um, by the time I come into work at you know, 8.39 in the morning, I've already been working for, for, for four or five hours. And I don't think anybody can expect a company to uh, work harder than the CEO. The CEO should, be the hard, should set the standard for the company. So. Um, and that's my joy. People, people have said, hey, couldn't you hire somebody to do that? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I tell them, I tell people that's my crossword puzzle. Uh, yeah, that's my joy. I like that. I like that. So I don't know that everyone knows that, but think about, I'm just saying to you listeners, think about getting up every day and, and, and making sure that you know what's going on all over the world and capturing those main things that need to be talked about but here's the connecting the dots piece. What I know about that is then, what do you do with that information? You send it out to the press, Yep. and then what? 
So I send this um, daily email out to these journalists, and I, I put the expert's name and cell phone in there. So there have been times when I've put you out there on etiquette issues, mm -hmm. and your phone starts ringing. Mm -hmm. I would ask you, what's your, what's your record for most interviews in a in a 24-hour, 48-hour period? Oh what's my goodness. Always during the holidays, you yep. put me, you yep. still put me out there. Yep. So all during the holidays, people want to know how to do it right yep. with their gift giving or, or taking things back or uh, going to social events and having to, you know, all those, yes. So I would say the most I've had over the years, Jeff, is probably um, 20 interviews. <laughs> That's amazing. Within like two days. Wow. And again, what listeners don't know, I probably, is that that means that I have to be ready at 6 a.m. Yep. And I am on the phone, sitting at the desk, call after call after call. And it says, Valerie, okay, now we have stations da, 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 on. Here, this is Valerie. And then, boom, there it's on. <laughs> and then another one, and then another one. And, you know, you get a little punchy. But you do that so well, and I'm Thank bringing you. it up because it goes back to your gift it is a gift to be able to Thank connect you. the dots. So what's the funniest thing uh, <laughs> in one of those events where you've had to connect the dot with, like how in the world am I gonna get this person on the well, air? I did have a situation where I, uh, in my morning email, I put the wrong person's phone number <gasps> in. And so this guy who, I think he was a financial planner, was getting a lot of calls for a doctor. <laughs> so that, <coughs> he was like, Jeff, he, he says, you know, I can fake a lot of stuff, but I can't, I can't be an MD. So uh, I oh said, gosh. no, don't, don't, do, don't do those interviews. Don't be giving medical <laughs> advice on the air. So now what are your goals, let's say, for the next five years? Because you've grown. So how, how long did it take you from seven to 19? How many years? Uh, so it's been 11 years. In May, it'll be 11 years. Congratulations. Thanks. What's your goal for the next five years? I'd like to see the company double or triple again. Uh, now, bigger is not better. Mm -hmm. bigger, bigger isn't better if it means more stress or if it means uh, uh, a lack of excellence. So there's certain things that I'm really passionate about, and I think it's one of the reasons the company is is so successful is I'm a big yes. excellence guy. You are. So, so I couldn't be a PR firm or a broadcast network that was just trying to, you know, stack them deep, sell them cheap, um, get people in mm -hmm. and, and uh, have bad quality. Right. So um, the team knows that we stand for excellence. Every single employee is all about problem solving for, for the client. Uh, I had a experience the other day where, uh, well, Facebook went down. Uh, you remember this? Yes. This is, uh, so yes. Facebook went down, and there was a, a client who had a broadcast that was supposed to go out, and because Facebook went down, it was not going out, and the, the client was frustrated. And without me asking, uh, my daughter, Sarah, who's uh, vice president of the company and another employee, stayed late to make sure that that particular program got out as soon as Facebook came back again. Mm. And the client came up to me with kind of tears in, my, in her eyes saying, thank you so much for the dedication mm -hmm. to uh, you know, stay there after hours. I, th I think it was like 8.30 at night before they finally got, got it out. And um, 
I didn't ask Sarah to do that. I didn't ask the employees to do that. That was their commitment to excellence that made that happen. And, and that, to me, is the mark of a great company, is if everybody knows what the, who, the, who the CEO is and what, what the CEO stands for, and they know that excellence is a priority, mm -hmm. then they all own that. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly, uh, I love to be surprised. So we're bragging on Derek. Derek did a, uh, a show open for a show called Purple Tales. It's the guy who was inside the Barney suit for 22 oh. years has a show here in our network. And uh, Derek did a great job. He put together this show open, and it was so slick and so smooth that I, I looked at it and I said, did we do that? Are we able to do that? It's, and it turns out that, yeah, we have that kind of talent. And, Derek. And, uh, and, and Derek put that together, and now when I give the tour, and Derek's used to it now when I come up to uh, his office, <laughs> uh, he says, okay, this m must mean I got to show the Barney clip again. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that's another secret of, of success is that you make sure that you let employees know when they do a great job. Let them know that they're doing a great job. Well, that's important. And what do you do when they don't? To be honest with you, I have shielded myself from that. Uh, because I have managers now that can do that, I remove myself from that because it, I feel like it takes me out of my happy place to be the disciplinarian. I don't want to play that role. As a father, I was always the candy man. Um, <laughs> and I got that from my dad, who was candy. always the candy man. Was he? And so it's not fun to discipline people. No. So, I, I mean, if I see something that's not right, I will tell one of the managers and say, hey, we, we should address that. But yeah. that allows me to continue to be the candy man and just hand out compliments instead of, um, you know, discipline. Wow, Jeff, I'm awfully proud of you, and it's a joy to be able to be a part of Thank the you. family. What would you leave with any listener who thinks <laughs> thinks they want to be in media? Now, that's the ocean. I want to be in media. Um, what should they study? What should they do? How should they discern what part of media? Give them some advice. First, I think you have to... You have to have a message and a burning desire. I mean, okay. if, if you don't have that fire in your belly to do something, it's not going to be great. And so you, you want to say to yourself, okay, being in the media, that means a lot of stuff. What does that mean? Does. Uh, conservative talk show host, TV broadcaster, TV reporter, having a show like you have. Uh, but this show gives you joy. So I would use, use an example. You found a subject. You're genuinely interested in people. You and I forgot that we're on the air because we're so into this conversation. Mm -hmm. You're doing it right. And, and by Thank choosing you. a show and a subject that uh, gets you, lights your fire, you're, you're, you're absolutely doing it right. <laughs> so pick something that really lights your fire. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the hardest things for uh, entrepreneurs to figure out is what is what is my what's my happy place Jeff thank you so much it was an, it was I, you're honor. just you know you. you're just thank the best you. thank you and for all of you I want you to um, watch all of the podcasts here on <laughs> RNCN because they're all good and it's interesting to think no you don't have to be in broadcasting to do something like this you just have to have a great idea and be willing to put it out there and put the time I will say this on this show or on anything you do recognize it's called work because it's work 
<laughs> you don't just show up and start talking, do you? Absolutely. Yeah. So for those of you who uh, are our loyal listeners, I'm going to give you an offer here, something free. I want you to go to the podcast, particularly this one. I want you to subscribe, rate, review, and share. And send me, if you want a great article that I've written, it's a business quiz on entrepreneurship. I'll send it to you if you will just put in the subject line, did it. That tells me, be honest, that you subscribed, rated, reviewed, <laughs> and shared. And I'll send you that article. Until next time, stay authentic and keep doing it right. Bye for now. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically. Lead authentically.